And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today is the Reverend Mark Diedrich. Good to be here, Dan. And on the phone line with us is Jerry Johnson of NiceneCouncil.com. How y'all doing today, brothers? <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> hey, it's great to hear you. It's been a while since we had you on this show, and we appreciate you um, putting some time aside and taking the time and sharing it with Redeemer Broadcasting and our listeners. Jerry, um, I saw a posting on Facebook, I don't know, several weeks ago, where you were pointing some people to a document that uh, you had produced. It's called For the Sake of the Gospel, and you have a website related to that. And this whole thing ties into um, the uh, government role and uh, the political realm. Uh, We have voting coming up in November, and uh, maybe what we can do is just get started by talking about that document that you have produced. All right, and, and it's uh, found at for the sake of the gospel dot com. And even though I was probably one of the primary people behind it, um, I also worked with others on it. Uh, Dr. John Ankerberg, James Walker, Norman Geisler. Uh, people are probably familiar with those, and with some other men. But how this came about? I was speaking at a conference in January, and one of the couples, there are actually three, but one of the couples that had attended the conference, um, the husband was a fourth-generation Mormon. And I used to be with a counter-cult ministry called Watchman Fellowship back in the 90s, and I was also with Christian Coalition after that. Uh, So I want to let everybody know, I've been a lifelong Republican, I am very conservative, and uh, but I became concerned as I started watching this political election cycle unfold when we started having people like David Barton coming out and declaring that Glenn Beck was his brother in Christ. Glenn Beck, of course, is a Mormon, mm-hmm, yeah. and then you had then you had people like uh, uh, Joel Olstein who also commented that uh, Mitt Romney was his brother in Christ, and I became concerned that Christianity and Mormonism, the lines of distinction between the two, were going to become even more blurred than they are now. And let me tell you why. In 2007, the Pew Research Group did a study, and you can find it online. They found that 49% of Americans, this was back in 2007, believe that Mormonism is just another denomination within Christianity. Mm -hmm. What was the percentage on that? 49% of Americans, only 34% were able to say it was not. Wow. 49% believed it was. The Mm -hmm. remainder didn't know. That tells us as the Church how we have failed to make the lines of distinction between classic biblical Christianity and what is a cult. Um, We failed miserably to make those lines of distinction visible. I would add to that, too, Jerry. I remember Promise Keepers, and although I don't agree with a lot of what Promise Keepers did, what I really upset me is that I believe they had a conference uh, near Chicago. We were living out in the Midwest at the time, and uh, Mormonism was treated pretty much like just another denomination, and that that was chilling. The reason is, brother, is because we have reduced Christianity to moralism. Oh, that's a good and point. Exactly right. Is the enemy of Christianity. That's it is right. not a friend of Christianity at all. Yes. Right. With Pelagius, with Celestus, with all of these other guys mm-hmm. that promoted a moralistic worldview, it sounds like Christianity. 
In fact, this is exactly what the Apostle Paul warned about to the church at Corinth when he said Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, therefore no marvel that his ministers appear as ministers of righteousness. Yes, and wasn't there a character in Pilgrim's Progress called Moralism or Moralist? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And see, this, this is the problem. Mormonism is moral. But moralism is not Christianity. It is the biblical and historical counterfeit to Christianity. It has a form of godliness, but denies the power thereof. Mm -hmm. It says, as Satan says, I can reflect God's moral character, but I don't need God's help to do that. Mm -hmm. That was the rebellion. Yes, good point. You will be like God, Satan says to Adam (laughs) and Eve. He doesn't say you're going to be the exact opposite of God, but you're going to be like God. God. Yeah, yes. knowing good and evil, and that's, uh, of course, that <laughs> really shows the similarities with Mormonism, with their doctrine and teaching of us becoming like gods. Yeah, I was just right, wondering absolutely. here, uh, gentlemen, could we take just a few minutes, and this may extend after our break that's coming up, um, what are the some of the key beliefs of Mormonism, and how do they contrast with Christianity? Um, wow, that's, I mean, because it's, it's very complex. Again, yeah. I would encourage people to go to the website, for the yeah. sake of the gospel.com, right. click on the document and read it, because we actually do that. We break down the differences okay. between biblical Christianity and Mormonism, and we document every single one of yeah. their beliefs. We yeah. believe the Bible alone is the Word of God. Right. They believe the Bible is the Word of God as long as it is translated correctly, and of course... It's not translated correctly anywhere it contradicts Mormon doctrine mm-hmm. found in right. their books, Doctrines and Covenants and the Pearl of Great Price, and, of course, the Book of the Mormon. Mormon yeah. mm-hmm. Secondly, um, they would believe that there are many gods. The God of this world is a God who was once a man. Mm-hmm. He became God by being obedient to the teachings on his planet. He was elevated to godhood. And, of course, the God of this world had a father, and his father had a father ad infinitum. So the God of this world, it's really kind of hard to nail him down on this. Is the God of this world finite? It's hard to... They they would say that's an improper question to ask. I see. And, of course, the God of this world had uh, many wives. He had millions of spirit children (laughs) through these wives. Through his eldest wife, he had uh, two sons... Jesus and his younger brother Lucifer. Mm-mm. So in Mormon theology, Jesus and Lucifer are spirit brothers. Wow. Um, just another example in the Garden of Eden, biblical Christianity teaches that Adam and Eve fell downward. The serpent told them a lie, and they believed the lie. In Mormon theology, the serpent told Adam and Eve the truth. Ye shall be like gods. So they actually believed the fall was in an upward trajectory. They turn it totally upside down. Yeah. Right. Uh, what we'll do is we'll, uh, we'll take a short break. Today we're talking about the Christian citizen, Christianity, voting. We're talking about Mormonism, uh, the whole nine yards. With us on the phone is Jerry Johnson of NiceneCouncil.com. Here in the studio is Mark Diedrich and myself, Dan Elmendorf. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Some trust in horses. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. We trust in the name of the Lord our God.
We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. Some trust in the work they do. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. By His grace all the work is through. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. Sing, we trust in the name of the Lord our God. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf in the studio with me today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich on the phone, Jerry Johnson of NiceneCouncil.com. Now, prior to the break, we talked a little bit about Mormons, and um, I guess it's obvious, but I, I should state it. I mean, the reason that that came up is because one of the candidates for public office of president is is a Mormon. Could we go back just for a brief moment and try to understand, um, is Mormonism the same as Christianity? I just want to make sure that that is very clear for our listeners. It clearly is not. They deny the Trinity. They deny uh, justification by grace through faith mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ alone. As Jerry points out, they're a moralistic religion, and they mm-hmm. have totally distorted scriptures. Right. So it's it's not the same as Christianity. So independent of how you vote, and by the way, we're we're a nonpartisan group here, Redeemer. Uh, we have our own personal opinions, very strong, and one may come out with Jerry here on the line today. <laughs> however, um, however you vote come this November, you've got to make sure that you understand that Mormonism is not Christianity. Jerry, go ahead. Well, and I would also say that and I know you, you guys would agree with me, all politics is religious. Mm. You can't escape that fact. So Mitt Romney's Mormonism is going to have an effect on how he governs. And I just throw that out there for people to meditate upon it. But, Dan, right. what I'd like to do is get back to, uh, in the opening segment, I was telling the differences very briefly between Mormonism and Christianity. But I want to tell you what happened at that conference, because I think that's paramount to the point that needs to be made. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm sitting down with this man, fourth-generation Mormon, who had been a missionary in Australia. And he said to me, in the course of one of our discussions, Jerry, what is going on with Christians in America? They seem to be putting the Constitution and the United States of America on par with the Bible and the Church. They've got to open up their eyes and realize that God is not a Republican. In fact, God is not an American. God does not get all teary-eyed when he hears the National Anthem. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 
You know, that's a good he point. That, that's a, Jerry, I interrupt you, but that is a good point. Um, you know, I, I hold to the Constitution. I, I think it's a great document, but it is far below the inspired, infallible Word of God, which is yeah. found in the Old and New Testaments. And I think that's a great point that you make. Well, I would say the Constitution has some good points in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't give my allegiance to the Constitution. I only give my allegiance to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not implying, by the way, brother, that you don't. Um, right. Just my own research into the Constitution. <laughs> it, it's got some really good points, but it's got some really bad blind spots also. You know, uh, um, Jerry, if I may uh, interrupt you, let me ask you this. Wasn't there a group back in our nation's history, uh, not just our nation, who who uh, objected to our Constitution because it didn't include verbiage that Jesus Christ was king? Well, not only that, but, you know, one of the most popular statements for Americans to make is the opening line of the Constitution, we the people. Mm-hmm. And if you've studied historical Western Christian documents, and I mean those even that apply to government, what you have in the words we the people is the establishment of a new sovereign that has broken continuity with earlier Christian documents mm-hmm. that would be written in the name of the great God and governor of the universe. Many of them were quite explicit in the, in the triune God. In fact, the Constitution of Delaware, which preceded the United States Constitution, had language just like that in it. Oh, in fact, neat. 11 out of the 13 colonies mandated a belief in the God of the right. Bible and Jesus Christ as his son in order to hold office. The U.S. Constitution comes along, and it says, we the people. Yes. And it totally does not mention the self-contained triune God of the Bible, and many historians, in fact, Patrick Henry, refused to attend the Constitutional <laughs> Convention, and if I may quote him, because I smell a rat, unquote. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he, he felt that the Constitution was a violation of the law of the land at that time, which was the Articles of Confederation. Mm-hmm. But not to get off into that too much... Um, what I did want to point out, and by the way, if I may make a note, we publish a book called Conspiracy in Philadelphia, The Broken Covenant of the U.S. Constitution. Mm-hmm. It's found on our website, NicenCouncil.com. It's written by Dr. Gary North. But oh, I'm yes. sitting down talking with this Mormon, and, and what he says to me is, Jerry, do American Christians not realize the day after the election, if Mitt Romney gets elected, Mormon missionaries will be out in Australia knocking on doors saying, Good day, mate. Yeah, we're with the same church as the President of the United States. <laughs> and he yeah. says, that is going to give them instant credibility. Mm-hmm. It is going to give them a launch pad from which to enter into a new age of Mormon evangelism. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. 49% of Americans already believe that Mormonism is just another denomination within Christianity. Worldwide, it's even worse it gets mm-hmm. almost near 70%. Let me ask you this for a minute. Uh, uh, following your same line of thinking, um, and uh, I think you're probably right, I think there would be a new boldness um, in terms of uh, Mormon uh, missionary outreach, but um, just suppose there's an Obama victory, uh, mm-hmm. would, would that not incite boldness to Muslims Almost certainly. In, in fact, uh, prior to the DNC here just um, a day or so ago, wasn't there a gathering of some 20,000 Muslims uh, who are in support of the Democratic ticket and Barack Obama? I, I have no idea, but Barack Obama is not a Muslim. 
Well, I'm not saying um, he's not a Muslim. That's I would, a debatable. I would, I would assert that oh, he yeah. is and, and let me friendly tell you why he's too. Not Muslim. Friendly Even too. the most moderate Muslim I know does not believe in homosexual marriage. Mm-hmm. The most moderate Muslim I know is not a socialist. Look, Barack Obama is many things. He's a socialist. He may even be a communist. There's a lot of reasons to object to Barack Obama being president of the United States. If you want to know the truth, I'd rather give birth than see that man become president again. Mm-hmm. I, there, I'm not a big fan of Barack there, Obama. There's, no, there's, but, a, but, but there's, there's some but he vintage to a Jerry. for 20 years called <laughs> Trinity United Church of Christ. Muslims don't do things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you can say that, you know, but here again, where is his heart? You know, he has been raised, uh, he was raised by Muslims. Yeah, we can't say definitively. He certainly is one who has been in favor of the Islamic world and uh, has helped that way. His church. Well, he's also been in favor of, of uh, liberation theology. Well, that's it. His oh, church yeah. His church is liberation yeah. theology, which is nothing more than, than theological Marxism. Anybody who studied liberation theology. So whatever you can call him, you can't call him a Christian. I yeah. agree. However, um, I still point out that he was, I, I don't know, I, I think I read an article recently that he never, after he left Trinity United Church of Christ, that he did not join another church, and that may be accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no. I, I, don't, I don't think Barack Obama is the type of person to really concern himself with what we would call organized religion, other right. than as yeah. far as it promotes his own agenda. But i got to be agree. honest with you. I, I personally would not have a problem with Obama. I can't believe I'm saying this. If Obama would obey the Constitution and get government out of our lives and hold back the taxation and stop taking away our rights regarding health assurance and everything else, conceivably you could have a Barack Obama in there that makes the right decisions and even if his heart isn't right. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, yeah, I mean, that's possible. Yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah, so... Um, my problem with this election cycle, if I may, is I see the two-party system in our country, which both parties continually go to the left, yeah. have given us the option in this election cycle of either voting for the beast or the false prophet. <laughs> and I, I, I equate it to be, you know... Somebody asking me, do you want to die of cancer or AIDS? Yeah. Yeah, who really cares? The problem is we we have got, and and I say this to the church, we have got to trust the Lord. We've Mm -hmm. got to believe his report. We've got to be like a young David who went out to face Goliath, and not the armies of Israel, the seasoned soldiers who trembled in fear behind their own lines because Goliath was so big, Mm -hmm. or he had a reputation as being a fearless battler. We need to believe the report of the Lord. We need to believe the report of the two spies, not the ten spies. Mm -hmm. We need to trust when the Lord says, get into the boat and let's go to the other side, that he meant just that, that we're going to go to the other side. We're not going to go out into the middle of the sea and drown. And, And this is what I would say, Christians, we need to do is what is right and trust God with the results. Mm-hmm. And, and my concern, I don't care, and I say that with tongue-in-cheek, I don't care <laughs> about Mitt Romney, I don't care about Barack Obama. My issue is not even this country. My concern is for the sake of the gospel and the witness of the Church. If we elect a Mormon 
We need to realize the impact that that's going to have on the gospel worldwide for future generations. Okay, this is where I'll probably take some issue with you, Jerry. I, All right. You know, yeah, it may occur that way. Mitt Romney was governor of Massachusetts. I didn't see a big influx of Mormonism in Massachusetts. One of the things that we look at with this, there are a couple things, and I look at how Paul reacted to the rulers of his time. If we look at Romans, Romans 13, he tells us to obey our rulers. Why? Because in common grace, even though the ruler at that time was Nero, we're talking 56, 57 AD, the ruler's Nero, and obviously not a Christian. No way, shape, manner, or form is a Christian. And yet Paul is saying, look, we've got to obey this. And, And why? Because God ordains these rulers to keep good civic order and to reward those who do good and to punish those who do evil that's what he's mark if if i may i want to i want to continue on this line of thought with nero but before i do i want to just point out something to you the mormon church since mid romney has been elected governor has continued to grow my point is just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it hasn't happened yeah My, my whole point is in logic, if you ever took it, it's known as ignoratio elenchi. It's the irrelevant conclusion. Mormonism continues to grow since Mitt Romney has been governor. Yeah. Secondly, well, let's Mormonism look, has you continued the whole to grow. argument about JFK being president of the United States? Now, the issue was, if a Roman Catholic becomes president, right. will the Pope have power over that man? Right. So that was the issue in that time. But let me just let's just look at a secondary effect of JFK becoming a president. What in the world happened to the Protestant Reformation? We have acquiesced at every corner to the Church of Rome. We have evangelicals and Catholics signing declarations that compromise the gospel. Back before Kennedy was elected, check and see how many Supreme Court justices actually came from a Protestant tradition. Now we have nine Supreme Court justices, six are Roman Catholic, three are Jewish, none are Protestants. All the major conservative news commentators in the country are Roman Catholics. Has there been an effect since Kennedy got elected president? I can't say for sure, but if I'm looking at the evidence circumstantially, um, I would have to conclude that the evidence is overwhelming. That it has. In fact, I was reading an article by uh, Robert Louis Dabney about three nights ago. You can look it up on the Internet. Uh, It's called The Attraction of Popery. And I was astounded at how Dabney was almost prophetic in his vision of the future. With that said, go back to Nero, because the one difference between Nero and Mitt Romney is... The Christians in the first century weren't asked to vote for Nero. No, they weren't. They they weren't asked. I don't think the Roman citizens would have voted for Nero. No, I think they would have. And see, that's the thing, because one of the things you have to do when you look back at the history is you look at early Nero. And now, when, you're, saying, you're saying that the Romans would have voted for Nero yes. or the Christians No, the Romans would have voted for Nero. I'm not thoroughly convinced of that. Um, it's possible they may have, whenever they got a new emperor, they seemed to have a glimmer of hope in their eyes that they were going to have a return to the Republic. And that's what it was. You know, gentlemen, I'm looking at the clock here, and uh, time got away from us. Um, Jerry... Um, I'm enjoying this. You're definitely a firebrand, and I, I, th- I can just see our listeners kind of chuckling in the background. 
this discussion, and I appreciate your uh, forthrightness and honesty. Um, just a closing statement, um, because we are running out of time. Jerry, you okay. go You go first, please. Well, I'm going to say this, and I, I, I'm going to say this for all my brothers and sisters in Christ out there who are voting for Mitt Romney. I wish you would not. I wish you would send a message to the Republican Party who gave us George Herbert Walker Bush, a moderate, and then threw Bob Dole on us, another moderate, who was more extremely moderate. Then we got John McCain, for goodness sakes, who ran <laughs> Christians into the ground in the year 2000, who was even more moderate than Dole, and now they're giving us Mitt Romney, who's a liberal. And I would say to them, don't vote for Mitt Romney. Send a message to the Republican Party. I'm actually going to vote for a third-party candidate. I will probably vote for Virgil Goode. I may write in Ron Paul. But I want you to hear me on this. I'm not saying you're not a Christian if you vote for Mitt Romney. My own mother is going to vote for Mitt Romney, and there's nothing I can do to talk her out of it. (laughs) She dislikes Barack Obama so much, and I, I warn my mother as gently as a son can warn his elder mother. (laughs) that we should not be motivated by fear. Because just like Pastor Mark said, God is sovereign and he sits on the throne. Yes. And And so I would would encourage people not to vote for Mitt Romney. I I think what's going on right now with the delegates from Maine of Ron Paul's being excluded from the convention and all of the dishonest stuff that they're doing... I, I, I mean, I'm saying this. If you if you would have asked me this when I was director of Christian Coalition for Hillsburg County, Florida, mm-hmm. I could have never seen a day where I would not vote vote Republican. Yeah, now sure. I can't stand the thought of it because I'm afraid <laughs> I would be sinning in so doing. Well, we're out of time, Mark. Just a quick wrap up thought. Okay, half a minute maybe. One of the things that I just want to say, I probably will vote for Mitt Romney. My reasons will be because I think in in God's common grace, he may support some things that are better, but our salvation is not going to be in any president if it was even the the finest Christian there. But I think what we're looking for in our nation is another great awakening. And that's what we need. It starts and begins with the church. That's right. It does, yes. I want to close with a thought also, um, and besides the church, that, that Christian families uh, will will have as many covenant children as possible, raise them in the Amen. fear and admonition of the Lord, embrace the Bible for all of life. With that, we're out of time, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Today we've had on the phone Jerry Johnson of NiceneCouncil.com. Please check out his website and also check out the document that is called For the Sake of the Gospel. Also in the studio is the Reverend Mark Diedrich. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Please join us next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. We trust in the name of the Lord.